that's scary, let's step away from it. Let's not lean into it because it's it's scary. Let's protect ourselves. Because if we say excitement, excitement, as we know, is something that we like to feel. It's something that we like to lean into. But it could be just as scary because, again, what's on the other side in both cases is unknown. But looking at it through a lens of excitement means that there's a purpose for it. Whereas fear would hold us back, excitement can propel us forward. It can get us through that next step, breaking out of our comfort zone. And welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio, the show you learn how your body is not in the way, but actually leading the way. And today we'll be talking all things mindset shifting, the power of your energy alignment, the ability to change your life, and so much more. We're talking with Sabrina Del Duca. She is a mindset and movement coach and a dance educator. With over 20 years of experience as a dance teacher and 10 years as a client relationship director in the advertising industry, working with some of the biggest accounts in North America and Europe, Sabrina's mastered the art of human communication and designing strategies for getting results. She's also launched her podcast, Get Into the Flow, last year in 2022, using her voice and a love for public speaking to provide practical tools to help shift your mindset and take inspired action. With certifications in nutrition coaching, heart rise meditation, Sabrina continues her years of experience teaching dance, leading projects, and designing strategies to empower you to unlock your potential, set meaningful goals, and navigate life's challenges with resilience and with courage. Together, you can rewrite your life and start this new and exciting chapter with confidence. Ooh, that sounds so good and juicy. Welcome to the show, Sabrina. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness, me too. I was just, we just recorded an episode for that said podcast <laughs> right before this. I love a good podcast swap. And if you yes. guys like listening to Witchy Wellness Radio, I know you're going to love her show as well, which will be in the show notes. Get into the flow, get into those show notes, click the link for sure. You'll <laughs> definitely be in alignment with all of that. But I would love to start off going through your own hero's journey, your heroine's journey, you know, how beautiful intro bio. It Sometimes it flows so easily and you're listening to this, you're like, wow. I, you know, all these things I've accomplished, but we have, we all started somewhere, right? We all have this story of overcoming and continually overcoming, but could mm -hmm. you enlighten us of that transition that you got to make to be able to help other people get into the flow, their own alignment with their body and their emotions and just love this life that they're creating? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for yeah. the opportunity. I never thought I would be in a position to share my story, and I am honored to do so. And like you said, you know, listening to it and, and reflecting on it, there is so much that I've learned in the process that I hope can help to empower others. So where I started, um, I was a very studious child, you know, the straight A's, the the perfectionist, the I, I need to do well, I need to, you know, go through all the steps and get my university degree so that I can have a good job. It was the conditioning. And at the time, it was great. I mean, I didn't know any different. I went through all the steps, did what I had to do. 
I was always a dancer since I was five years old. I've been a dancer. And so dance parents who are trying to be realistic and say, but you can't make it into a career. So make sure you have a backup. And as much as I wanted to go into dance full time, there was always that voice that would follow me around saying, cool, keep it as a hobby because you need to make money. Understand. Very loving parents. They did their best. And I understand, but I know a lot of people can relate, you know, artists. It's not the safest, most certain lifestyle, but I think there's a beauty to it. And I'll get back to that in a second, Second, because uh, I did choose a safe path. I chose the path that guaranteed a career where I would make some great money, have a lot of opportunities to grow and to have um, conditions where I would be safe and I would be supported and I would be secure. And I was in advertising for 10 years. It was amazing. It was such an amazing experience only because I was able to do something different every day. So as someone who likes to be in control, I also like variety. If that makes sense. Like I like that every day I had a different project or there was things going on at the same time. Um, I can't do monotone. I can't do every day is the same. I need that variety of everything needs to be different, but within my control, if that makes sense. I mean, I need to control what's different, but we'll get back to that too. So I need to be aware of where the differences are. All that to say, the job allowed me to travel. I was in New York every month and from someone, I'm originally from Montreal. So New York's not too far, but it's still, you know, very exciting in terms of I was there often meeting with clients, working in the beauty industry, doing some amazing campaigns. And it, I came to a point where, I started to feel resistance and I didn't understand why. Okay, I'm tired. Okay, I'm overworked. Okay, I need a vacation. I need help on my team. So I would flag these concerns and try to find solutions because that's another part that part of me, I'm solution oriented. So, okay, let's find solutions. Let's work it out. But I kept feeling drained. I kept feeling like I wasn't able to do enough and I wasn't in the right space anymore, which then left me feeling guilty. Who am I to question my job? This is an amazing job. Anyone would be so happy to have this job. Who am I to question where I'm at? And I've worked so hard. So the guilt, the shame prevented me from actually seeing clearly. And the reality was I had just outgrown the job. And I want to bring that up because I think a lot of people feel that. And I want to tell you, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to start having those questions of, this doesn't make me happy anymore, or I feel not as fulfilled as I used to feel. And it's okay because we grow as humans, we evolve, and so much is changing around us. It's okay if your values and your beliefs and the things that bring you joy change along the way. So if you feel like you're in a position where your lifestyle that was once the happiest or most joyful, most fulfilling part of you is no longer bringing you that same feeling, it's okay to be curious and say, what else is there? And so thankfully, I had a boss who gave me permission to dream bigger. And thanks to him, I was able to leave that job go into the uncertainty because I had zero backup. I left and I was like, now what? <laughs> 
So yes, there's there's fear there because, oh my goodness, now the world is unknown. But I was able, even early on, to shift my perception and bring that fear into excitement. Because at 35, now I'm able to choose a new path in my life. Like how exciting. I'm able to actually decide what is the next chapter in my life going to look like. I'm not stuck to the plan that I made when I was 20 years old graduating from university saying, okay, this is where my path is going to be. No, I'm actually able to see where I'm at right now in my life, things that have brought me to this point, they have served me well, what do I need to let go of? What can I still hold on to? What do I need to work out? It was a moment and time for me to just work on myself. And that is the best gift I could have ever received. That all started with just listening to my feelings and having someone of guidance say, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It's actually normal and natural. And don't be ashamed. Don't feel guilty. And so when that healing process, because that's the way I refer to it, it's a healing process. When that started to happen for me, I leaned into it. And it coincided with the world shutting down during the pandemic. So the gift from the universe was time. I had time to then go and figure out what I wanted to do and do all of the online courses because that's what we were all doing at that time. We were all online. <laughs> we were all doing the certifications, the courses, the this and that. But I did have a coach, a mentor help guide me just to figure out in which direction I wanted to go in because I knew that I wanted to create a greater impact. In my advertising job, one of the things that I loved the most about it was the instant gratification when I found a solution for my client or when I found something to help my creative team, me allowing or me being given the opportunity to help others is where I felt my best. And even through dance, when I think back all those years of teaching dance over 20 years, over 30 years dancing, but over 20 years actually teaching, why I love it so much is because I could see the confidence instantly when the students get something or when something makes sense or when they feel good about themselves. And that's what I wanted more of in my life. So I knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know how. We can help in so many different ways. I didn't quite know how yet, but I gave myself a chance to explore and to figure it out along the way. What ended up happening, I went back into teaching, which was my safe space. It was just like a, let's just start teaching a bit more classes, see where this goes. Fast forward to four years later, I am now teaching over 25 hours a week. <laughs> I've taken all the classes. Um, and when I'm not teaching, I'm coaching. So the natural evolution of my path to become a coach is to help women not feel guilty about wanting more, to help them embrace their purpose, and to just bring clarity to what is it that they want their next chapter to look like. And through a program, 12-week program, we go through all of the necessary steps to get rid of those limiting beliefs and to build a roadmap to help them get there. And it's all the stuff that I did that I wish I had a guide or I, I wish I had this program at the time. It would have gotten me there faster. I feel like I got there in the time I needed to because I needed to learn all of this along the way. But I just wanted to develop a program where I can help fast forward help you get there faster, help you get there quicker with some guidance, with some support. And really being able to combine teaching and coaching is, 
exactly where I'm meant to be. And I was resisting teaching for so long, thinking that it was just like, a, oh, I can't make a living out of this, or I can't, or I'm too old for this. I can't dance full time anymore, right? Resisting just, again, from the limiting beliefs, from the conditioning. It's not a real job. Let me tell you, it is. It is. And it can be. And I believed in myself. I believed in my gifts. And that's where I'm at now. Oh, beautiful. And thank you for sharing your, your story and the path and the, all of the, those mind shift moments that had to happen, your perspective shift. And I would love to dive deeper into what you said, shifting the fear into excitement, because that is yes. a powerful skill that I'm sure everybody listening is going to want to hear more about. So could you walk us through yes. that process? What's it about? How do, how do we mm -hmm. start to dive into it? Mm -hmm. The way that I love to look at this, the feelings of both fear and excitement, for me and my experience, physically, they live in the same place. It's the little butterflies in your stomach or the little like nervous, jittery feeling in your core. Once I realize that the feeling is the same and the difference is how my mind perceives it, oh my goodness, the power that I was able to unlock because the feeling was there and then my mind decided, is it fear or is it excitement? And we lean into fear because if it's fear, then we're able to say, oh, but that's scary. Let's step away from it. Let's not lean into it because it's, it's scary. Let's protect ourselves. Because if we say excitement, excitement, as we know, is something that we like to feel. It's something that we like to lean into. But it could be just as scary because, again, what's on the other side in both cases is unknown. But looking at it through a lens of excitement means that there's a purpose for it. Whereas fear would hold us back, excitement can propel us forward. It can get us through that next step, breaking out of our comfort zone. I had to learn how to get out of my comfort zone so much through the past few years. And, you know, talking about the someone who likes to control, someone who likes to plan, the perfectionist making sure everything's figured out. Oh, well, the pandemic said, you know nothing. You have nothing for certain. You cannot control anything. So quickly, let's learn to let go of that attachment and those expectations. And how can we just be in the moment? How can you just be in the best of your intentions and be open to seeing where is the path going to lead me? And that too unlocks so much power. And a lot of that is also saying, okay, how do I look at my feelings? How do I, you know, we were talking about this with Lauren on my podcast about how, you know, how do we perceive our feelings and how do we just allow ourselves to feel things? And I think identifying the fear versus excitement piece, even if there is more fear that's coming up, but you know that what's on the other side is going to benefit you, can you just convince yourself that it's excitement? Can you just tell yourself, hey, but what if I lean into the joyous feeling? What if I lean into the feeling of what if this all works out in the best way possible? Instead of, oh my God, what if it doesn't work out? But what if it does? And where does that take us? And that's where, you know, you can expand your horizons. The opportunities present itself. So many opportunities have presented themselves to me because I was open to leaning into the fear and the excitement. 
the fear of the unknown of what's my next step, but the excitement of, oh my goodness, now I have the choice. I can choose where I want this to go. And being open to see those signs, let me tell you, so many opportunities were coming through. So many. There's a serendipitous moment that I love to talk about, if I may, if I may tell a little story. How I got to where I am has a lot to do with, and I know a lot of people listening will agree, the right place at the right time. Being in the right place at the right time, seeing, meeting certain people, people come into your life for a reason. I totally believe that. So the story I love to tell, how I illustrate how synchronicity is and how the universe truly works and is always working in your favor. I take a yoga class, used to take a yoga class after work when I was working uh, in downtown Montreal. And where I was living at the time was a little far. So when I stopped working downtown, I was no longer going to that yoga studio because I was a little bit further. But this one Thursday, and I'll never forget it, end of August, right before the Labor Day long weekend, I knew my friend was teaching the class and I hadn't seen her all summer because, again, I wasn't going because I wasn't working anymore. But something deep down kept telling me, you need to go to that class. Like, make the effort, drive the 30 minutes, you know, tough it out in the traffic. It's okay. You need to be there. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, let's, fine, let's go. Let's do this. So I went, cool, had a great yoga class. Afterwards, I'm talking with the teacher. We're catching up. Haven't seen you in a while. How are you? Oh, okay. I quit my job. You know, maybe I'm going to start teaching more, looking into it. She looks at me and says, you're looking for a teaching job. I have an opening. My teacher just quit today. I need a jazz teacher. Can you take it? And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you mean to tell me today? This day, you're searching for a teacher and I happen to appear in your class and tell you that I'm looking for a teaching job. Yes, let's make it happen. And I've been at that high school. It's a high school dance program. I've been there for five years now. And it's the best class because I get to connect with the students every day and build a relationship with them because I'm seeing them through their, their high school years. And for me, it's the job that really was able to show me that I could do more than just teach dance. I can actually have an impact on others, specifically teenagers. It changed my life. It changed everything. It actually happened right before the pandemic. So it like I got the teaching job and then that was in September and then uh, September of 2019 and then 2020 happened. So, you know, everything kind of slowed down. But I went back right back into teaching once the schools opened and it's the experience itself. Like I said, I learned so much. I learned from these students every day. I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity, listening to that inner voice. And like something was telling me, like, you need to be there today and you need to have a conversation. You need to express that you're teaching now. And everything worked out. And it all came right to you. You didn't, you, you know, did. and that's, I think for me, I, you know, the stories from my own life, hearing other people's stories, it's always that you weren't like, I need to find this. Uh, you, it wasn't that desperation or searching for it. You were just listening and allowing and all of that goodness, everything you wanted more, better than you imagined even came right exactly. to you. But that's learning to trust that intuition learning yeah. to listen. So how, you know, obviously Witchy Wellness Radio, we talk about this a lot, but 
in your words, Sabrina, how do you start to build that muscle with yourself to be able to, to hear that inkling, that voice, maybe sometimes it feels like a whisper, maybe it's louder. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those magical moments come right to us. It's definitely a practice of listening within, um, being connected. I think as a dancer, you know, one of the main advantages that I would say we have is being connected to our bodies, being able to feel things, being able to even notice like when you're getting maybe a little cold or you're getting a little sick, how it feels, or you just, we're very much in tune with our bodies. And I feel like that helped me to really understand what I was feeling and when. And even, you know, I didn't mention during my work experience when I left and when all of those questions were happening, the resistance that was coming up actually led to a burnout because I was resisting so much. And I know that is probably common for a lot of people. So even, you know, those feelings, when I went through the burnout experience, it was because I was resisting hearing those voices and hearing or or following through with my feelings so much that I totally disconnected. And so it did take time to relearn again. What helped me And it was really through the last few years of really healing and turning myself around in terms of how I show up, connecting to my heart, really connecting to the inner wisdom that we have. And that's done through meditation, through sitting still. And fun fact, I'm someone who, in the beginning, when meditation and yoga was being talked about, I was one of those who was like, never, I will never do that. I'm too busy. I don't have time. I can't sit still. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you can relate, I know I was there until I tried it, until I actually saw the benefits and the impact of just being in stillness can have on you and your reaction time. When I also saw that I was able to take those moments of stillness and use them to my benefit to just allow myself some distance between the situation or or the or the emotions that were coming up and just give myself a pause and then okay how would I like to respond to this so building that connection exercising the muscle of the heart trusting not resisting when the feelings are coming up like we talked about Lauren allow yourself to feel it So little things every day that you can do, or even I heard this uh, the other day when you're asking or when you're trying to get that inner voice to speak a little louder, things that you can do to help yourself is when you're going to cook dinner, ask yourself, what am I feeling tonight? But give yourself like a, a two options. Like, do I feel like Thai food? And then you're like, do I? And listen to the inner voice, right? Or like, what do I feel like doing? Do I feel like going out today? Do I feel like going to the movies? Do I feel like going to the arcade? Do I feel like going running? Like, ask yourself these questions and just feel into what your body's reaction is. And to start understanding those cues, understanding those whispers, those those signs. Because I was someone who didn't want to hear the signs when I was going through my burnout. So I pushed it down. I stuffed it down. I was someone who didn't want to feel emotions. So I stuffed those down too. And then as we know, they come up when they need to. And usually at the worst possible time, they will all come out. So all of those emotions that we've been continuously pushing down over the years, they will erupt in the worst possible way. So 
learning to just in a healthy way, allow yourself to in the moment, feel what you need to feel, not put it off till later. Um, trust. Yeah. Trust is a big thing that keeps coming back to me, trusting myself that yes, this is what I'm feeling and that's okay. Not analyzing, not judging. Right. We talked about that too earlier, Lauren, like I think that's a big piece, not justifying or feeling the need to justify everything that comes up for you and just learning to trust that your body knows, your heart knows, your heart is your inner compass and it will always have your back in a sense of like, it will never let you down. It knows what's best for you. It's going to gently guide you in the direction. We just need to be listening and be open to receiving. Yeah, I think the other side of that stick of resistance is receiving, is allowing. And it's like we're resisting all of the fear like we talked about. But what if it was excitement for allowing all the things, magical things to come to us? It's the the mindset shift. And I know we talked about this on your podcast too, but I would love to hear from your perspective, you know, the power of mindset shifting and what, like, what does that mean in relation to the the emotional mm-hmm. side of it? Because when we know how to work with our mind and use it for good, it's different than right. analyzing it and try, you know, and just ugh, running ourselves into the totally. ground. Totally. Yeah. Oh, the mindset is so powerful. The mind is powerful. Your mindset will determine how you feel about things, how you behave, right? The mindset is really the power to perceive. And how you decide to view something can totally change the outcome. So when I learned that I had the power to choose which direction I wanted to go in or which way I wanted to see something, that in itself, I think the feeling of empowerment is definitely something that can help us to move a little further forward right? Or to move into the allowing, into the receiving when we feel empowered. And I think choice is something that is very empowering. So when you realize that you always have a choice, you can choose to stay in a fixed mindset, which means I am how I am. I'm never going to change. I'm not good at learning. I'm not good at, you know, changing my mind. I'm just, you're set in your ways versus a growth mindset where you're open. You're always learning. I love to learn. I'm a student of life. In terms of knowledge, for me, that was never an issue. Where I, in the beginning, had to learn to shift to a growth mindset is I didn't want to dig deeper to determine or I didn't want to dig deeper to uncover what I was really like because that would have opened a can of worms. Right. So I feel like a lot of us who start this healing journey, once we start to acknowledge the shadow side, which is so important for us to understand who we truly are. I mean, we're we're a balance, we're a yin and a yang. So when we start doing that shadow work and start looking at the things that are holding us back, the things that, yes, I was controlling, I was rigid, I was a people pleaser, still am. We're working on that one. <laughs> we're still we're constantly working on people pleasing. So When I started to learn that and then say, okay, well, do I accept that this is how I am and this is how I'll always be and that it is what it is? P.S. I hate that. 
It is what it is. I hate that sentence. And I have a visceral reaction to it because I've gone through the work and I know that it is not just, it is what it is. If you want it to be different, you can choose for it to be different. And I want to empower you to say that you always have a choice. If you choose that it is what it is, yeah, nothing's ever going to change. But if you choose that you actually want something new, something to evolve, something to look different, then you actually have the power to make those changes. And that comes with a growth mindset. So leaning more into, all right, what do I need to learn? How do I need to change? How do I need to be better? How, how can I break my cycle, break those patterns, and just start doing things differently to get different results? So and that's also with mindset, because if you are looking, let's say, you know, we work with goal setting a lot as coaches. That's what we do. We work on goals. But if you're saying, and I love to use this example, I want to run a marathon. I want to be a runner and I want to run a 10K, but you've never, ever trained for the marathon. How do you expect to reach that goal? So you need to start looking at yourself and your behavior, your lifestyle, and that needs to start matching the lifestyle of the person who achieves your goal. So your habits are very important. What do you do on a, da a daily basis? Are your habits taking you closer to that goal or are they moving you away from that goal? And that's all mindset because it's your perception. Without judgment, you're looking at your schedule and you're like, okay, well, I work overtime. So I'm working, let's say, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then I come home, I have dinner and I have, let's say, a family. So I don't have time to go running and I don't want to wake up early. So no, I'm not actually training, but I want to run that 10K. Well, then no, that's not going to happen. So it's a matter of just being honest with yourself and saying, okay, what do I need to change? What do I need to do differently in my life to get me to a different place? What a beautiful way to analyze in a positive way, right? To use that mind from a different perspective to actually change and to grow and to, have, to take those steps, to have the confidence to take the steps, the courage to take the steps, mm -hmm. which, is, which is huge, which so many of us are, are looking for. And emotional intelligence plays a huge role too, I think, in yeah. processing that because we can say, what do I need to change? from a 3D level in my life. But then we start doing the work and the emotions might come up through that process. So could you, we, we, we talked a little bit about the emotions earlier, but could you talk about mm -hmm. how the emotions play into, you know, the change and the growth and to expect, you know, those, those things to come up, but it's not, it's because, you, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's happening for you, so to speak. The emotional piece was hard for me because I was someone who didn't like to feel her emotions. And I think, you know, we're not taught to feel our emotions. So it is scary. Um, the model behavior I had growing up was you suck it up. You know, you just you just do what you got to do. And if you're upset, why are you crying? Don't cry. So there was there was that conditioning of like, you don't need to cry. Like, don't be dramatic about it. Let's go like just move through. So when you're told that, and then when you also see the model behavior of a parent who has silent treatment or a parent who explodes and then retreats, you're not really shown an example of healthy display of emotions. And I think that's the case for a lot of us. And that's why we're in this situation where we're afraid to feel or even show our emotions because we don't know how. 
So when I learned in a healthy way that yes, you can feel your emotions and it doesn't have to overwhelm you or take longer than it needs to. It it won't last forever. I think that's a big thing. Contrary to what we believe, you know, we don't want it to last forever, so we don't feel it. But then it gets stuck. And guess what? It does last forever because it stays in there. And then, it, like we said earlier, it's going to come up. It's going to explode at, at one point because you can't keep it stuck there for for infinite number area of time. But I think the important piece here is being able to really understand that to feel through is to heal through. To truly heal, you need to be open to feeling your emotions. You need to be able to express yourself and to let it out. And once it's out, it's gone. So if we think of it that way, like if you hold on to it, it's always going to stay there. But if you want to release it, if you really want to be free of that situation, then you need to just find a way to let it out so that it can be out there and it doesn't need to be a burden to you anymore. And I like to think of a metaphor as, you know, emotional baggage. When you're moving and you're packing your boxes, when you go to your new house, you're very selective of what, what you bring and what you're going to leave room for so that you can buy new things. Same thing with our emotions. What are we dragging with us? Do we have 85 boxes of emotions and situations that no longer serve us? And we're ta- we keep taking these into our new chapter, into our new place, into our new space. And then we're like, but why isn't anything good happening? Well, because there's no room for it. Whereas, can you release some of that emotional baggage? Can you let go of it so that you actually have the space to feel more? You ha- that energy can circulate, it can move around. And understanding as well that it is a choice. It, al- it always comes back to the choice. It always comes back to choice. It always comes back to how do you want to move through this situation? And knowing that, you know, for me, moving through my feelings, there's the heart rise meditation that I learned, which is a method of just four steps of allowing yourself to see clearly without judgment, why is this feeling coming up or what it is exactly, giving yourself permission to feel it, then you release it and you let that energy move and flow. So doing that also allows you to release attachment, release expectation. And you do that with the quote unquote bad feelings as much as you do them with the good feelings. Because again, like we were saying in my podcast, right, we don't want to be attached to the good feelings either, because then it's that rigid hold of like, things need to work out this way. And again, we're not allowing space for anything else to come in. So hope that helps in terms of feelings and emotions. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a beautiful note to kind of wrap things up. Was there anything else, Sabrina, that you feel on your heart that you want to speak about before we start to close the show out today? Listen within, trust yourself. Um, It's a theme that's been coming up a lot. Um, Your body, your heart knows you, you are more powerful than you think. And the mind has a way of convincing us to do things or to not do things. Our mind takes over, but deep down in your heart, what do you truly believe? So when it comes to limiting beliefs, you know, our mind makes up stories. We have, we all have limiting beliefs. And even if we do the work, we, there are so many limiting beliefs that we still have to unpack. But something that I found so helpful is, you know, how can you rewrite that story? What is the initial story you told yourself and why is it holding you back? And now 
I want you to have the power to rewrite that story. How can you make a new version where you're not holding yourself back and you're actually trusting yourself to move forward, to take a risk, to be courageous, uh, and through that, build confidence? Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for coming on here today and sharing your heart with us. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? What a beautiful question. Thank you. I would love to connect with you. I am active on social media. Come say hi, follow me, DM me. I, I love to just meet people and let me know feedback. How did you like this episode? Let me know how you if you go listen to my podcast and let me know how you like those episodes. I just love to hear from you because that way I can really know how I can improve and how I can just be of better service to you. So I love to hear feedback. So come and find me and let's chat. Amazing. And everything will be in the show notes just a click away. Thank you again so much for holding the space together today. It was such an honor to dive into intuition, emotion, mindset, all the beautiful things with you. Again, part two. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Lauren, for this opportunity. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. And thank you for holding space so that I feel comfortable and safe to share my story and to be vulnerable. So thank you. Thank you.